The lounge. Just the lounge? The, the learning no, lounge. No, it's not. We're not, we're not <laughs> Dave cooking this. I'm going to put a new sign on the door. Nathan comes back He's from gonna, vacation. It's like Nathan's gonna <laughs> the podcast lounge. Beat your, you know what? <laughs> Maybe Patty will make me a sign. Yeah, she'll wood burn some. some <laughs> wood burn. She'll, she'll laser, plastic laser burn. Laser engrave some, uh, some cardboard for you. <laughs> Welcome to the lounge. Do, 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 do. Oh, that was McDonald's. I know. You should probably not put that in there. Yeah. <laughs> Copyright. <laughs> All right. You ready to party there? Let's go. Let's go. You got your points ready to go? I think so. Put your phone on best. silent. Yeah, it's on vibrate. Welcome to another episode of the My College Story podcast. I'm Miranda Davis. And I'm Brian Motto. And we are the College Advising Office at All Saints. Yes, I like that you're mocking me while I do the intro. Yeah, a little bit. Because I turn my voice my voice on. Your NPR voice on? My NPR voice. All right. This week, we are talking about the most exciting thing uh, ever. Rec letters. Yay! Rec letter. Hey, this is more exciting than... Testing. Testing. Yeah, it's way more exciting than testing. It's way more exciting than testing. Agreed. So we've started a new application season. We've pushed out the old seniors. We brought in new seniors. Maybe escorted out the old seniors. Kicked them out. Kicked them out. No. To the curb. We miss them. We do miss them. And then, so we've got brand new baby seniors who are ready to start the application season, which means that they are, are slash have requested their letters of recommendation. Yes, they have. And there's lots of questions about recommendations. There are. And I think it's one of those, like, those things that everyone knows needs to happen and they know they're important, but they're like, but why? But they never ask the question. They're just like, yeah, they okay. just go with it. Yeah. They just roll with it. Cause that's what they're told. Yep. So we're going to try to explain, do our best. <laughs> we'll try. It'll be great. We've got lots of we're great gonna things to We're going to make it clear as about. mud. Clear as mud. So let's start with why are rec letters important? So rec letters adds, they add a whole nother dimension to the student's application, yeah. right? So the student is going to complete their application. They're going to get all the uh, office of admission is going to get all this information about the student from their application. Um, but the letters of rec add context to that info. And so it really it brings the student more to life um, for the people evaluating them. And so they are very important because, again, it, it just adds that other dimension to the student. Yeah, because especially in test optional world now, since so many Correct. schools are test optional, it's that much more important. Correct. Right. So now they don't have that that other factor to evaluate. So now that now those letters of rec really bringing the student to life, putting them in context, figuring out how they are in the classroom, that just becomes that much more important for the offices of admission. And not saying that they aren't important when you do send rec or test scores. They're just like seen in a different light and more consideration, just add more value to the applicant. Correct. Awesome. Well said. Um, so then the other thing that people are always very questionable about is who exactly reads 
the rec letters that are sent. Sure. So when the rec letters are received by the office of admission, um, they go in the packet with the stuff that we send, right? Mm-hmm. So we send the, the letters of rec, the transcript, the school profile, all that stuff from our office, mm-hmm. right? And so that goes directly into the student's file. And then the reader for our area is going to be the first one who reads that at a college. So normally at an office of admission, we would have an admission counselor designated for East Texas, or maybe even just for Tyler. And that person would be the first person to read the application and the letters of rec. Potentially it could also go more to a committee uh, as well. But that one person from Tyler or for Tyler, who's reading on, on behalf of the office, that is going to be that person who's really advocating for our student. Awesome. Did that make sense? Yes. Yes, it did. You're, uh, you, yeah. I don't know. I had a, a question, but sorry. No, I had a question, but I forgot what it was. All right. So the rec letters are important. So who writes the rec letters? I know like some people are like, well, my friend's dad went to that school and he's going to write a rec letter. Mm, no. That can maybe be an additional letter, but what the college is really looking for are letters from teachers. Mm-hmm. They typically want, at least one, if not two teachers to write uh, a letter on their behalf, on the student's behalf. And it's normally a teacher who they've had within the last year or two. It's not somebody they had in fifth grade that they (laughs) did great in their class, right? It's somebody that they've had typically in a core class. Mm -hmm. Uh, So math, science, English, foreign language, world language. Uh, What did I leave out? Math, science, English, foreign language and history, social studies, right? Um, You know, in in a specific circumstance, maybe it is uh, somebody in the music world or the art world, depending on what the student might be majoring in. But typically it is a core classroom teacher who's had the student in the past couple years. Mm -hmm. And it's not necessarily a class that the student maybe got a hundred in or earned a hundred in, right? It doesn't necessarily have to be. Sometimes the best letters of rec come from a teacher uh, who a student had, and and maybe they struggled in that class, but they showed a lot of grit and determination to maybe they, they really had to scrap and work hard to get that. I don't know, 87. Mm -hmm. Right. And, and so in the process, the teacher was able to learn a lot about the student and, and what really makes them and drives them. And so sometimes those are the teachers that write the best letters. So it doesn't necessarily have to be that class that you just knocked out of the park because exactly. maybe it came easy to you. So maybe the teacher really didn't learn much about you. Yeah. Cause I think in my, if I think back to when I was in high school, um, I think the teachers I had the best relationships with were my classes that were more difficult for me because I had to like, you had to build that relationship because, you know, I had to go in for tutorials and they worked with me. And so they knew me better because I took that initiative and made sure, like, talked to them about what was going on and what I was struggling with. That's a perfect point, Miss Davis, because then, right, the teachers, the, the colleges are looking for those stories, those those anecdotes uh, to, to place you in their college classroom, right? They're, they're thinking, okay, what's this student going to be like in our dorm room, in our college advice, in our college classroom, things like places like that. And so, you know, your teachers mm-hmm. are Teachers like that are going to be able to really give very uh, good examples about how you are in their classes and what you have brought to the table. And, and so that, 
it's a perfect example. Yeah, because right? they can, and I think you've got, you did you, did the thing that you do and you reached out to some deans mm-hmm. for some of like what they specifically look for in their uh, rec letters. And I love, I loved the quotes that you pulled. So we did, we reached out to a few uh, deans of admission on the college side, and they had some great nuggets uh, of wisdom to share about teacher letters of recommendation. Um, One of the deans shared this teachers have the ability to talk about the student from a day in day out perspective and how the student operate, how the students operate in a collaborative classroom setting. That was from a small liberal arts college dean. This is from a medium, pretty selective private institution. And this dean shares, teacher letters uh, are a way for us to understand how students fit into the classroom setting, providing texture alongside their grades. We want to know about leadership, risk-taking, work ethic, and collaboration. I like the the texture along with their grades. Yeah. Right. It, again, it, if that 87, Mm -hmm. maybe that 87 was as, as good as that student could do. Mm -hmm. Um, and maybe that hundred was the student breezing through without having any questions. And Mm -hmm. so again, that rec can really add texture, texture. Uh, this is from again, another medium, uh, selective private school. This counselor shares, uh, it allows us to see how students impact their community and classroom. It allows us to see what value teachers feel like students will bring to our community. Yeah, because that's what they're really looking for is how that student's going to, you know, add into their community advance their community, build their community. Yep. And I will never forget. I was at a conference many, many moons ago. Um, this is actually, I remember it, it was 2007 and I was very lucky to be in, uh, to be at this conference. It was a very small conference. There was 25 of us and there were eight deans of, um, some of the most selective schools in the country. And so we would divide up into small groups. And one of the, one of the things we did is we evaluated our letters of recommendation. Mm-hmm. So these were from the counselor side, not the, necessarily the teacher side, but, um, and so, you know, the, of course the example I brought, I thought was just the best letter of rec I had ever written. And, hum- humble brag. um, well, but it, it yeah. And in my head, it was the best, mm-hmm. but I was in the group with the dean from Harvard. His name is William Fitzsimmons. He is a legend in college advising. Is he still there? And he is still there. And he said, oh, this is a good letter of recommendation. And then he just started poking holes in it. And I'll be doggone if every hole he poked wasn't dead on. And it was incredible. And so I went from thinking, wow, this is the greatest letter of recommendation to, wow, he really actually is seeing through some of the things I'm writing. Mm -hmm. Um, And it wasn't even... You know, I wasn't even trying to be cryptic or anything, but mm-hmm. the guy just, they, they have an amazing way of being able to see that. And so, um, they really do want to see that context, uh, texture, if you will, about the student and it, and it helps them visualize what kind of student they are going to have on their campus and in their mm-hmm. classrooms. And it just gives them those, uh, reps that are advocating for those students during the, oh, what's it called? The, um, during the committee meetings of mm-hmm. Advit helps them add again, texture. That's the word of the day yeah. texture to their argument on why that student mm-hmm. is going to be such a great fit at the school. Yeah. One of the other stories from this same conference, and I know you've heard this before, <laughs> so I apologize, but hopefully our listeners haven't. Um, we also reviewed applications 
yeah. at the at this conference. And what we did is Harvard brought the 17 applications that they were reviewing last. So it was the last 17 applications of that review year. They could only admit two students of that 17. And so our groups got to review these apps as well and, you know, then basically guess as to who they admitted and why. One of the students, he was easily the smartest student in the group. Mm -hmm. He was, I, I mean, he was crazy smart. But he was still in that last 17 group. He hadn't been admitted earlier. And the thing that they got hung up on was something from a teacher letter of rec. And it was very obvious how arrogant and 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 cocky this student was. Mm-hmm. And they're, they were basically arguing, is, is this the type of student we want on our campus? Regardless yeah. of how smart he is. There's other smart kids that are going to be better roommates and classmates. Mm-hmm. So is this arrogance, is this cocking, cockiness something we want on our campus? That's what they got hung up on. And ultimately, the kid did not get in. Wow. But he was the smartest, I mean, kid in that group, school. especially in that group of 17, mm-hmm. he was easily the most intelligent. Wow. So it was crazy. So it's it's amazing what they will what they're looking for, mm-hmm. right? Um, this is from a highly selective private university, and this dean shares: We're looking for stories about the students in the classroom, which can help us imagine them in our classrooms. So similar yeah. to what what the the past the the last one I read was, but but again, they're trying to imagine the student in their academic environment. Mm-hmm. So we send the two letters from their teachers, but we also send. A letter from our office. Mm-hmm. So what, I know we didn't, it's not on our topic list, but how is our letter different from the teacher letter? So the counselor letter really is about the student as a whole. Mm-hmm. So it does involve pieces of of the, the student as a actual classroom student, but it, then it brings in a, a lot of the yeah. other stuff, right? So their extracurriculars, just their character, things like that. Um, whereas, uh, not that their character is not involved in the teacher mm-hmm. letter of rec, it certainly is, but they're really, the, and and outside the teacher, of the right, in the teacher rec, they're really looking for the classroom environment. Mm-hmm. So we kind of bring everything together with the outside stuff. And right. The, yeah, um, that's that's a great way to say it. The counselor letter brings everything else together. Mm-hmm. Ties all the loose ends together. Yes. All right. So this is a question that we hate to get, but everybody asks it. It's and it's a, you know, everyone worries about it, but some people don't ask it. But what if a teacher writes a bad letter of rec? So first of all. Um, Hopefully a student wouldn't be asking a teacher that would, that right. would not be able to write them a good letter. That's, so that's, that's always my go-to. Don't ask someone who's not going to write right. you a good letter. Um, but so, yeah, you, when we instruct the students about asking the teachers, you know, that's part of what we ask, yeah. you know, hopefully the student is choosing wisely. If the teacher does not feel like they can write um, a good letter, normally they'll come to us and let us know. Um, but that's that's a rare occasion where yeah, they're actually ever. ask and, and feel like they can't. Yeah. Um, but we have such good support from our administration. Mm-hmm. They have put us in a position where we are able to read the letters before they go out. And so we read the teacher letters of rec and we would never, Mm-mm. ever send anything out that displays no. or portrays the student in a negative light. Right. I mean, our job is to make sure that we're putting our students best foot forward in every situation. Um, and so we would never send anything out that that ever puts that student yeah. in a negative, yeah. negative and way. And that just goes back to the relationship that they have with their teacher. They need to have a good relationship with the teacher in the first place for them to write them a good letter. Mm-hmm. So they, and they shouldn't be asking 
anybody who's not going to be able to do that. And the and if you're listening and you're thinking of what teachers would I ask and you can't think of any, maybe you need to evaluate what teachers you need to start building better relationships yeah. with. Because yep. maybe our grades would also get better. Right. And I think that's a good lead in just real quickly to one of the things the the application has on it for mm-hmm. the teacher recommendations is a, is basically a checkbox a rating. And it has certain qualities that the teachers are asked to rate the students about. They include academic achievement, intellectual promise, the quality of the student's writing, creative and original thought productive class discussion, the respect accorded by faculty, disciplined work habits, maturity, motivation, leadership, integrity, reaction to setbacks, concern for others, self-confidence, and initiative and independence. And so those are the things that colleges are looking for. And so students, piggybacking on what Ms. Davis just said, I would say, if you're not doing those things in the classroom, you need to reevaluate how you're attacking your academics and make mm-hmm. sure you're putting those things and working on those things within each class, even if it's a class that you don't necessarily love, right? Um, you've got to be attacking those things and find every class as a way to get better. That's right. Because if, and I mean, not even just in the classroom, just those are all good things to. I don't know, to be doing on a day-to-day basis. Strive for. Yeah. Get better at them. Be better. And it it also goes back to, I see in front of you mm-hmm. our portrait of a graduate. Yeah. So we've been talking about this a lot in the last few weeks. So if you don't know, we have a portrait of a gra- graduate. Really, we have a portrait of an All Saints student, graduate, teacher, classroom. Mm-hmm. But... For us, the portrait of a graduate is probably the most important. And we've been tra- talking about how how we can, you know, emphasize that a little more. Mm-hmm. So uh, we were talking about it. I was like, hmm, there's a lot of those aspects on the checklist that are on our portrait of a graduate. So like respectful, confident, inf- independent, innovative, empathetic and self-motivated, which is just a few. There's a lot. I'm not going to read them all off. But I think just as an all say us as an all Saints student, we need to, you know, it's not, it's something that we want you to leave with is all of these characteristics and qualities that we want to help build in you. And I feel like it's going to be a easy transition into the college applications and using those. And you're going to, I don't know where I'm going with this, but... <laughs> Well, no, it's the same, right? So you're, if you're doing those things, if you're taking those lessons from the activities that the teachers are doing with you guys, it should lead seamlessly, hopefully into the college application process and then into your success at the college level. Exactly. Cause I don't think none of this is groundbreaking information. Yeah. Right. None of it is, you know, life altering. It's not, it's not brain surgery. It's just, you know, things that we at all saints hope that our students graduate with under those pillars of honor, truth, and wisdom. Cause Mm -hmm. that's our, those are our pillars, honor, truth, wisdom. Let's, let's go. Let's go. Let's make it happen. Yep. All right. Rec letters. So anything else that we missed about the rec letters? I've got a couple things written down. Let's see how they, 
relate to other other comments we've made. So let's see, I, I have notes here. Students, make sure you are getting to know your teachers and counselors. Go yeah. talk with them. Let them into your world, right? Um, yeah. I, I've been doing this for a while now. And how long? <laughs> so my first year in college admissions was 1999. Wow. I know, old, right? Super old. Um, my first year on the high school side of the mm-hmm. admission desk was 2002. So mm-hmm. I've been in high school. I know, I know, I'm old. Um, since 2002. And the best way for us to get to know you guys, students, is just come hang out. Yeah. We want to get to know you. If we didn't like students, we would not have no. chosen education. Right. And so come in, let us into your world a little bit. Mm-hmm. Um, that doesn't, I mean, it's not like we're going to be best friends. <laughs> That's not the goal, but, but let us into your world. Let us see, you know, what's important to you. What mm-hmm. makes you tick? Um, that is going to allow us as counselors and teachers to get to know you better, you know, between classes, go hang out with a teacher, mm-hmm. um, talk about things, see what, see what, what they know outside of class, yeah. you know, just have that relationship. And I think once you get used to, cause I think that's another thing that our graduates talk about a lot is their relationship with their teachers at all saints set them up for a great way to make relationships with their professors in college, yeah. because that's something we always, always, always tell them is go introduce yourself to your professors because it's you and maybe 50 people or 200 people Go introduce yourself, and that's just an easy way to start building that relationship yep. with your professors. Exactly. Um, the other thing I've got written down here is make sure you are going about your business in and out of school how you would like to be described to a college admission committee. And so the reason I wrote that is I think, you know, when we say to a student, how do you, how would you like to be described? And they tell us, and then the the follow-up question is, are you living your life that way? Mm -hmm. And sometimes we get those stares of "Mm, probably not as much as I should. And so make sure you, you are going about your business the way you would really like to be described. That doesn't mean you have to be perfect. doesn't mean you have to be a saint. But, you know, heart has to be in the right place. Mm -hmm. Some of those, again, other characteristics, right? Integrity, empathy, things like that need to come through in in what you're doing. But trust me, nobody's asking you to be perfect. No. I mean, none of us are. Let's be honest. No, no, no. 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 Rec letters. They're fun. So that is all we have to say about rec letters today. Yes. Another fun one. All right. Well, that's all we have. Thanks. Thanks for listening again to our 12th episode of the My College Story podcast. Be sure to follow us on Instagram at ASES College. And we hope you join us next time for My College Story.